0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me uh, today on Between the Covers. My guest author is Pravash Galadira. Uh, he's the author of the book called Embrace, which is in pursuit of happiness through artificial intelligence. Now, Prabash an industry, is an industry executive with over 20 years experience in data and analytics, finance and technology. And he discusses the role of AI that plays in different areas of our lives, including finance, job seeking, cybersecurity and the future of cars. <laughs> Hello, Prabash. How are you today?
1: Very good, Bradley. Bradley, thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to your listeners. It's a wonderful opportunity to talk about AI and you know talk to your listeners. So thank you very much for that.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure. No, it's a great subject. Uh, please do tell everybody listening what is the I guess the incubus. What is include? What is in this book that people are going to really value from your experience?
1: This is about artificial intelligence. Obviously, you know, um, world is now talking more about artificial intelligence after the launch of ChatGPT, if you have heard about Mm -hmm. that in November. But I wrote Mm -hmm. this, you know, well before that. So um, it covers eight different areas um, that we, you know, encounter every single day, like the Mm -hmm. job, you know, your health, your cars, beauty, and so on and so forth. And I have given a perspective on how AI is basically in those areas, impact your lives Mm -hmm. in some cases, in most cases positively, and also basically in some cases negatively. So I wanted to give a reader's perspective or listener's Mm -hmm. perspective on uh, how AI is impacting their everyday life. So that's pretty much uh, about the book and uh, basically Mm -hmm. kind of written in a very simple format uh, with a fictional family called Will Family. That talks about ai you know at the dinner table
0: wow and yeah and that's the, that's the thing that's the trick isn't it again like, we're putting it into layman terms so i mean you've naturally you're in the industry you know a lot of a lot of terms a lot of experience and functions but how do we understand it as as people in the general world and i guess i mean as a, without giving away the ending of the book what exposure to ai are we really influenced now by that we don't even perhaps know about if you share.
1: Well, there are many, many areas, uh, Bradley. Like you know, I'll take three simple examples. Right when you when you drive your car, right? If you're driving mm-hmm. a you know reasonably new car, you have automatic functionality in your car to basically you know navigate through the road systems like system. systems like you know you know crossing you, know, you know keeping in the lines, you know keeping in the lanes yeah. and so on. And so forth. But that's the artificial intelligence, right? Wow. If you're on social media, like, you know, Instagram, at Lazy Instagram and Snapchat, there are filters that you apply, like, you know, beauty filters and so on and so yeah. forth, various filters, right? That's AI. Um, if you're using uh, any medical, you know, you know any, any wearables like the watches, right? sometimes yeah. you get reminders on you haven't stood up or you... You haven't, you know, uh, done your breathing properly. That's basically artificial intelligence. So there are simple examples where you get basically prompted every day by artificial intelligence in in your life, and Mm. you unconsciously unconsciously basically follow those instructions,
0: right? So that's
1: that's everywhere there.
0: So we don't Um, know.
1: We don't really think about it, and it's everywhere.
0: Yeah, and it is. It's amazing because, like you say, we don't think about it. And do you feel? that the, the ignorance of our uh, lifestyles um, is is detrimental to the value of the AI in, in our lives? I mean, we sort of don't see it or appreciate it?
1: I think the value of knowing what it is and what it does is mm. basically to, you know, gives you the ability to leverage those technologies. Mm. Uh, let me give you a very simple example, Bradley. You know, a friend of mine, you know, his daughter was going through a bit of a tough time medically uh, due to type 1 diabetes few mm-hmm. years ago we basically kind of uh, went to a technology company and tested a you know blood glucose monitor uh, it's it's available now on you know medicare and things like that for type 1 diabetes patients now yep. back then it yep. wasn't right so we consciously went and looked for something that could improve her life which significantly improved mm-hmm. her life so there are areas like that we can enormously benefit from you know knowing what it is and how it works, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: then yeah. I can give you many, many examples a lot of uh, of uh, examples like that. You know, if you take digital economy as an example, cyber security is a mm. you know subject that we are talking now because of all the you know cyber attacks yeah. that you know yeah. we've experienced least recently. But mm. there are so many technologies that could prevent you basically having that bad experience. So knowing right. what it is, what artificial intelligence or AI is and how it
0: is impacting yeah. different areas will basically benefit a lot of people. Yeah. Wow. And, and it is and it, it is that um, so widespread. And, and is it something that's happened fairly quickly as well? I mean, you know, I don't recall this 20 years ago in the conversations of, I knew there was Google, I knew Facebook was starting, I knew there was elements of online. But Is it something that's developed rather quickly into all these accessible and um, usable sort of portals?
1: I think most of the things that we are talking about today that are basically in your life and my life, the watches and things like that, basically emerge over the last four or five years. Mm. But the topic of AI has been basically um, in the business world or in the technology world for a very long period of time. Yeah. It was back about the 1960s when the you know, the term I, AI was basically first coined. But the application yeah. of that at a large scale pretty much happened yeah. probably after maybe last, probably about last five years. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. like we see a wave of technologies that emerged now on the back mm-hmm. of you know, the technology revolution that have happened. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and going, going to basically influence our lives, you know, in, in many different ways. Yes, you know, wow. as a user, we only start to see the beginning of it, but, mm. the, you know,
0: the evolution started way before. Wow. Yes, I agree. No, that's right. It Suddenly, it seems very sudden in one way. As I said, that's part of the ignorance that I guess general population has to it. But from your perspective too, what enticed you or what inspired you to write this book? What was the need you identified to giving people this information and help?
1: Well, you know, two things. So first of all, I uh, wasn't going to write a book at all in my life, right? So my father mm-hmm. has written books um, mm-hmm. and my daughter wrote a book when she was about 10 years or 12 years old. So I was like, you know, the only one who hasn't written a, you a know, book in my family chain. And, you mm-hmm. know, my father encouraged me to do something about it. So he's very, very old now or very sick at the moment. And I thought, okay, mm. I must do something for him. So when I decided to do uh, the book, uh, do a book, so I had to pick a topic that basically, you know, that I can write about. And, you know, I yeah. worked in AI, data and AI in one of the large organizations in Australia. And I had the experience. I thought, okay, why not basically write about something I know and I talk about. That's how, wow. you know, the, the book came to life, <laughs> AI.
0: Yeah. That's it. I mean, and and like you said, you've got the experience and, and obviously the evaluation of it to see it uh, come out and be factual and be beneficial and write it in layman terms, as you said. But the other thing I've got to ask is the sceptics out there in the world, how far will AI go? I mean, people are terrified by the fact of, okay, there's this simple lifestyle living accommodation to it, but what what about robots? What about thinking, acting computers that generate more progressive elements that can overtake some elements of our lifestyles. Does that come up in your book? Did you feel that there was an issue for for the thoughts on the sceptics for that? Or?
1: Well, you know, there are elements where, you know, I have written about you know, air taking over the world, right? That's how I end the book mm. anyway. Um, so my, my thought uh, process on that is, you know, you and I, like, you know, the mm. sceptics uh, in this world who should basically play an active role governments have to play an active role to bring regulation mm. to control these technologies absolutely um, yeah so everyone every stakeholder has a role to play uh, yeah. my my you um, know uh, uh, my my view of the world is that you know it's not going to basically destroy the humanity it will impact mm. it in many areas like yeah. health and transportation and you know uh, basically you know keeping people healthy and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, but in order to basically uh, operate within those boundaries, we have to have the right regulation. We have to have the awareness among people, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's absolutely critical to keep any technology within the boundaries we want to keep it. I, I, because... if I fast forward 40 years or 100 years, mm-hmm. I don't think it will basically go beyond where we want it to go beyond. So, it might
0: be it now. So, basically, we have to keep human influence. We have to keep human controls. I mean, the, the thing that's scary about it, which makes people nervous, is that it is a learning technology you know, in a fundamental sense. It's programmed to do that. And of course, it can have potentials to take over or operate things in ways. I mean, if you use an example of like you see on TV or movies where they say, you know, Oh, you know, your details are being deleted from a computer, so you suddenly don't exist because nobody then knows you exist because the computer doesn't tell you it does. So that's that's again trusting into a system or a technology that um, is scary because is it is it that we're all vulnerable to that potential or as you say, will they put those regulations in place? Do you think that is something that they're very conscious of the governments and the and the the countries as you say?
1: i i think so Bradley, you know, I think my 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 you know kind of the go to statement on that is low sleeps but never dies Ross lawmakers mm. will come around and regulate these kind of technologies, yeah, but not as quickly as what you and I think, but it'll happen that is absolutely yeah. critical to you know basically control these technologies, yeah, uh, also you know the those who are developing raw so they ha- they are consciously. They're consciously developing these ones, but they obviously Mm. will make mistakes. They will have to learn from those mistakes. But uh, hopefully um, the the lawmakers, the regulators should act quickly and put the right rules in place.
0: Yeah. And what, what do you see if we depend on it too much? And say over the next 10 years it evolves, like it's happened very quickly, as you say, into the general lifestyles in the last five to 10 years. What happens in the next 10 or 20 years where we are dependent on it, but it stops, but it disappears, it crashes. What what detriments would that have to, you know, the impacts of our social activities or our operational, like you say, driving and, and other aspects of, of what we rely on? What would you Look, think you of know,
1: that? Yeah, you know, um,
0: as a pro-AI person, so my view of that
1: is, on that is if you have AI, basically, if AI takes care of some of the things I don't want to do, like the repetitive mm. tasks, uh, and I want to basically, and also get information very quickly through that, so that I can do mm. my job faster, and I can spend more time on, you know, holidaying or doing things that I really love to do. Mm. I, that's a better life than the one I live today. So I like yeah. that, like that one, right? Um, <laughs> but we have to make sure that that AI that basically helps me out in 20 years' time is not doing unnecessary things or so things that I don't yeah. want it to do.
0: Yeah, that is, and that's, the other, yeah. And, and that's the other thing crossing over to cybersecurity. I mean, you're looking at people manipulating the artificial intelligence process they know we rely on to take advantage of us from either our ignorance or our lack of knowledge. And I'm sure you've covered these aspects in your book of how to prepare, how to identify, how to operate in that artificial intelligence world, but also cybersecurity yeah. of keeping yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And awareness yeah. is, is the key to that, Bradley, you know, yeah. If I take an example from the past 2016, you know, US election was an example where you know it was deemed, yeah. it was basically confirmed that you know some yeah. you know outsiders influenced the election in the US, right? Yeah, it yeah. was through social media, through uh, artificial intelligence. Now, mm-hmm. subs, after that, they basically introduced laws preventing that. As I said, yeah. you know, that laws that prevent those kind of, you know is absolutely critical Uh, before we make big mistakes in the future.
0: Yeah. I mean, the fundamental principle and the fundamental truth is it does have to have human intervention or reliance and operation um, to function for the most positive uses, as you say. And like I say, um, and earlier, and for everyone listening to, I do apologize. I haven't had a chance to read this book, Embrace in Pursuit of Happiness Through Artificial Intelligence by Pabrash. I have... Enjoyed this conversation because it is enlightening to me and I want to read this book. So I do hope you, everybody listening, do get to a bookshop or online where you buy your books. It is available everywhere books are sold. Uh, Prabash has done a wonderful job in in getting this book into the market uh, and also Busy Bird Publishing as the publisher of the book. So please do support this book. Grab a copy of it for you, your family, your future. Uh, Everywhere books are sold and support independent and uh, yeah, new authors so Prabash, I've got to say I can talk to you all night about this subject because it is an amazing thing but we do have a time limit and I do apologize and I thank you so much for your time
1: thank you very much once again Bradley
0: and for everybody listening grab this book it'll be uh, a great either present or even just awareness and understanding of things that maybe we don't necessarily all know about yet Um, And Prabash, thank you. Stay well. Hope the book goes wonderful for you still. And uh, everybody listening, stay well and healthy, and we'll talk again on the next edition of Between the Covers. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.